Wrexham are promoted. They have their storybook ending. Howdy y'all and welcome to the Wrexham Texan. My name is Jake Green. Thank you so much for joining me today. For those just joining the podcast for the first time, uh, this is a podcast where I follow Wrexham AFC as they make their way up the EFL. I am a, I've become a huge fan of Wrexham since, uh, basically since, uh, I guess, 2022. Um, early 2022. And I also am a filmmaker, a documentary filmmaker. So I do episodes analyzing and commenting on the documentary series, Welcome to Wrexham. And today is one of those episodes where I'll be talking about season one, episode 12, titled Wins and Losses. Super emotional episode. Got me a little choked up there at the end. Um, Definitely did the first time watching it. Uh, the first few times watching it. I probably watched this series a few times through. It's one of those where I can have it on in the background now um, just because I love I love it so much. I think it's a fantastic series and um, yeah, love all the stories. So let's get into it. Wins and losses. Last episode, we ended with uh, Ollie Palmer entering the picture, being signed by Wrexham. And it starts out with a little bit of Ollie's background and the fact that uh, he, he actually it's, it starts off with Ollie being really introspective and um, self-critical, self-analytical. Uh, he talks about how soccer is a can be a very selfish career and it's really hard on the family. Um, <clears throat> and he says he's sure it's been frustrating to be with him. Um, and like the, that's some to start off with that. I mean, what a way to start an introduction to a player, um, to a person. Um, the humility and the introspection that it takes to admit and say something like that, and to even know that that's what happens. Um, that that's a that's part of your life. That's impressive and not a, not not everybody can do that not everybody can admit it and definitely not everybody can see it um, especially in themselves a lot of people can see it in other people but not everybody can see it in themselves so i love it starts out with a humble player um despite how it how the last episode ended with him screaming into the stands it was great ending to the last episode and this is a great just juxtaposition to to how we were kind of shown Ollie Palmer right out the gate. So um, <clears throat> he mentioned that he had bought a home in London because he was playing for a League One club. Um, and now I forget who he played for. I'm not going to do that research right now. Not while I'm shooting this. So, yeah, came down two leagues uh, to go to Wrexham. And that's no joke. That's that's the money difference involved in that is a big deal um the the notoriety the not um the 
the fact that you're unsure if you're going to get back into the EFL, like that, that takes some guts. That takes some confidence. And I love a good risk taker. And that, you know, Paul Mullen did the same thing, but he came down from League Two. Ollie Palmer coming down from League Three is a, or League One is a massive, massive deal. So bravo to him. Um, first thing they do is they take him to the physio room and they mention that up until about three years ago, he hadn't had any injuries. And then he's had a few since then, ankle, hip and calf. So they're working on him for that. And then he kind of goes through the whole rigmarole of being signed with, with Wrexham, where he has to sign the consent form for FIFA, the video game FIFA, uh, which Wrexham is the first non-league team to ever be in the game. And if you've been listening to the podcast since episode one, I play FIFA regularly. Almost every night I play on my Switch, um, which I know is not the purest way to play. I should be playing on Xbox or a PlayStation. But hey, I move around a lot, and I know that uh, Switch isn't... It's not the most powerful engine, I will say. there, And it's it does a lot of frustrating things. But um, I can't really carry around a PlayStation or an Xbox everywhere I go and play wherever I want. So Switch it is. And yeah, the fact that he gets to be in the game still still in the down in the National League is is pretty great for him. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> and he mentions that power of Ryan Reynolds. And yeah, it's 100% true. Ryan is a deal maker. And I'm sure Rob is involved a lot in those decisions. But that's one of Ryan's clearly one of his biggest talents is brand awareness and promoting brands and making deals um, to get those brands promoted. So very impressive, very awesome. We go right into Wrexham v. Grimsby and Ollie's first game. <laughs> okay, this is the most impressive thing of this, or the, the strangest and most impressive thing about the whole transfer to Wrexham is that he comes in, meets no one until he's in the locker room just before the match starts. Then he takes the pitch. He goes out on the pitch with the team after just meeting them like two hours before in the locker room, hour before maybe. And what does he do? Well, he gets a goal right off the bat, just cranks one in. Um, what an entrance. What an entrance. Like he does mention that people think that, you know, coming down from League One, dropping down two leagues, people just expect you to dominate. And it's just not the case. And he says that it's just not the case. It doesn't uh, it doesn't always happen. And it it's no guarantee it's going to happen. This league is super competitive. And but man, right off the bat, gets that first goal. Crowd goes crazy. That's the shot of him screaming into the stands in the previous episode. It's just a fantastic moment. Um, yeah, Ollie Palmer. Love me some Ollie Palmer. His, so <laughs> this might just be like an Ollie Palmer love fest on this episode because I just love the dude. His, his uh, clothing line is one of my favorite. I, I love it. I love the clothes that he has made. I wear them all the time. They're incredibly comfortable. The number of items that I have ordered from his his shop is 
staggering, staggering or frightening. One of the two. My wife would find it frightening. That's for sure. Um, but man, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. The fact that he launched that brand. I love it. I absolutely love it. And uh, they actually retweeted me or re, uh, they posted a picture of me on his on Wrexham Clothing's Instagram the other day when uh, I posted it from from Iceland wearing his white his white shirt with the Wrexham logo in the center of the chest. Great shirt. Love that shirt. Um, we then cut over to a more emotional side of things, a more, little more human side of things, uh, real, real life side of things, everyday life, um, with Jordan Davis, um, hanging out with his, his girlfriend, Kelsey, and that he mentions that he would love to stay in Wrexham and stay, you know, stay on the club and build a future with his family. He thinks they're ready. Um, and uh, they've been, I just love this. They're high school sweethearts. They met when they were friggin' 15 years old, or they started dating when they were 15 years old. That's amazing. I love that. It's a great story. Turns out Kelsey's pregnant and they're very excited about it. And you just get all the feels from seeing them together. Um, and I can't believe I just said all the feels. Goodness gracious. It's very touching seeing them together. <laughs> and, uh, the chemistry they have together. It's a wonderful sight. So um, we then cut to the physio room and back to Ollie Palmer, who mentions that there's a saying in soccer that there are no friends in soccer or no friends in football. Sorry. I know that I'm going to say soccer sometimes. I apologize. I apologize way too much for that. Uh, whatever. If you don't like the fact that I say soccer sometimes, you need to get over it. Um, you're the ones who invented the term soccer to begin with, you British folks. Um, you UK folks, Welsh folks, all you folks, y'all are the ones who came up with soccer to begin with. We just adopted it from y'all. Plus, American football is actually two years, two years older than than uh, football, your football. So I don't know. There's an argument to be made that uh, American football is football and yours is soccer. <laughs> Uh, if you want to come on and debate me on that, we can. Uh, I'm totally down for a lively debate. But um, yeah, he mentions that there is there are no friends in football is a saying that goes around. But he completely disagrees with that. He said he's made some fantastic friends in football. Um, and you just kind of start seeing all these people interacting together. You kind of get the feeling in the locker room, behind the scenes, that things are clicking. Uh, and there are 18 games remaining. And here we go. Here come the games. Let's do it. So once again, this episode is all about Ollie Palmer. It's all about Ollie Palmer with a side of Jordan Davis. And final 18 games are coming. Ollie Palmer heads another one in. Another one. And then immediately afterwards, kicks one in off a deflection. And I will say, after that header, um, one of the best shots in the entirety of this show was, was put on screen. And it's this incredibly well-positioned um, well 
and well-balanced shot. It's basically, you can see the, the background is the, is the stands. It's the fans and it's darker there because there are no lights. Um, they're not as, the lights on the stands are not as bright as the lights on the field. It's all dark. It looks almost black, but then you, if you look closer, you can see all the different colors of all the different shirts and stuff in the background, but it's much, much darker. And the foreground is red at the very bottom of the frame, a red mass of players that just pop. And the, the focal length, the, the, where the focus is, is on those players with a slight blur to the stands in the background. And man, I'm talking a perfectly set up shot. And it, obviously it wasn't set up, it was shot in the moment. So that cameraman, whoever shot that, bravo. Fantastic shot. That should be, uh, get a still frame of that and frame it. Cause that's a, it was fantastic. I loved the cinematography in that moment. There's another moment here at the end of the episode that was stunning as well, but fantastic shot. I absolutely love it. And that's just some great camera work from a super experienced person who knows exactly what they're doing. Um, like I said, uh, Palmer again scores off a off a deflection and the team is firing on all cylinders. This is the this is the episode where you get the feeling that things are going to go the right direction from here on out. Um, this is episode number 12. So we've got six episodes left after this, which makes you think, let's see, we're, we're 12 episodes in six left. We're two thirds of the way through. Yeah, that means this is the point. I don't know if you're splitting up the season into three acts, this would be the point where you are, you're, you're hitting that turn, that final turn into the final stretch and uh, things are starting to look really good. And then there's definitely going to be a surprise. So as far as a film structure goes, if you looked at the whole season as one long film, this would be the beginning of the third act where things are looking good, or things are looking promising or hopeful or whatever. And then if it was uh, a different kind of story, things would be looking down, things would be looking negatively. And at the end, there'd be some twist that would bring it back to something positive and a positive outcome. So the fact that it's two thirds of the way through, this is the, the final act is coming. Things are looking good, we're winning. Uh, should make you at least think in the back of your head, oh no, this is not going to end well. Um, that's what generally, that's generally what three, a three X structure looks like. Three X structure can be a little, it can be messed with a little. So in a film, it's more like if it was this season, if it was this 18 episode season, it would be more like the first act would be four to five episodes. The middle act would be 10 episodes and the final act would be four episodes or something like that. Um, yeah, maybe four, 10, four. The, the, the second act is always the, the, is generally the longest in a traditional screenplay. And so it does seem like they're following a general guideline of a three act structure because this is, this is exactly where it would line up, um, this, this turn, so. It's interesting the way they set this up. But to continue on about Ollie Palmer, 
one of my favorite, I want to get this t-shirt made. Wayne Jones, it, it may already be out there. I don't know. Wayne Jones says that uh, Ollie Palmer is our big, horrible person. <laughs> and I just love that. I need to get a t-shirt that with Ollie Palmer's face that says big, horrible person um, with an apostrophe before the apostrophe instead of an H in horrible, because that's exactly how Wayne Jones pronounces it. It is fantastic. Um, yeah, then goes into highlights of, of different stuff. It goes into highlights of Jordan, or, uh, of Ollie scoring, Jordan scoring, Mullen scoring. Um, they do a Wrexham versus Borum Wood where the highlights for about 30 seconds are commentated on by uh, Rob and Ryan. Bizarre. Don't really know why that was necessary. It seemed like an odd choice and like kind of useless. Like nothing really happened for like, I don't really understand why they did that. But in that Boreham Wood game, four different players did score, which is awesome. Four to two. Love it. Um, and then you kind of see after this it transitions to more Palmer off the field with Mullen. And I can imagine that the one big thing with bringing on a big guy like Ollie is you would hope that he would mesh with your the guy you already had as your star. Um, you would hope that egos wouldn't get in the way and that that, that would really have a negative effect on the team. So it's... It's great that they struck up a friendship, that they try to get to know each other, that they hang out, they share a car sometimes. Um, it's fantastic. I love it. And um, the, I think, one of, you know, just from a football perspective, one of the best things about signing Ollie Palmer and Mullen is that you are guaranteed two League One quality strikers through League One, like if you get promoted from the National League to League Two, they're both going to be there. If you get promoted from League Two to League One, they're both going to be there. Even getting promoted out of League One, they might still be there. Um, they might still be good enough to to play in the in um, you know second tier. Um, I just totally blanked on the daggum name. Championship, championship, um, and. Yeah, so that, that's got to have some comfort and like a nice base to build from having those two players. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's at this point that they bring in the TikTokers, uh, Cal the Dragon and Ash Freestyle. Like I said last episode, I'm not a TikToker. I don't get on there. I used to have it, got too obsessed with it, deleted it. Um, and they do some you know, promo stuff with the club and kind of a distraction, kind of fun, probably good. Ryan knows what he's doing with that. So I'm not going to question him on that one. Um, then we go back to, well, we show some more, some more training, some more games. And we see Jordan clearly has something on his mind. He talks to Parkey, uh, who said, you know, he tells him that nothing's, not been any good news, basically, about the pregnancy with Kelsey. And, um, yeah, they're waiting on more results from the doctor, and they're 20 weeks in. And it's just been not great for him and Kelsey, which 
oh, you just feel for him. And Parky feels for him clearly. He's trying to connect with him and let him know that he's there for him. And uh, the one crazy thing is, despite the uncertainty and the struggle off the field, Jordan is crushing it on the field, scoring goals, playing really, really well. Um, so there's one, you know, little consolation prize on the side that Jordan is is doing really well. We then cut to Aaron Hayden and his family, and yeah, a lot of this episode, the the secondary storylines of this episode, um, are all about family, which is wonderful. I love it. Aaron Hayden's talking about how uh, when he found out about his daughter, um, that he was about to have a daughter, he started playing much better. Um, he, he actually has some really great lines in this, in this episode. He says, uh, when you're not worrying about mistakes, you tend not to make as many. And when things are good in your personal life, you tend to play better. And man, words of wisdom from the great Aaron Hayden. I love it. Uh, he did. Yeah, he started playing really, really well around this time. Got some headers in. I mean, him, him and Ollie being that tall, it's, uh, it's exactly what you need. You need you need your tall guys to to be putting it in with their head. So, um, yeah, I loved I loved the so there's more more uh, <laughs> more script talk. Generally, in an episode of TV, there's an A, B, and C story. The A story of this episode is clearly Ollie Palmer. He's in most of it. It's mostly about him. The B story is Jordan Davis slash Aaron Hayden. It's it's more like the B story is more like family. And then the C story might be might be the TikTokers. I don't even know if there is a C story in this particular episode. Maybe just the team progressing in general. Um, it would be the C story in this episode, but, um, yeah, yeah. We then, uh, see that Hayden's, Aaron Hayden's dad has supported him in all the ways, um, mentally, physically, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, he starts scoring goals and I didn't, I could not, I did not remember this from the first few times watching this, that Aaron Hayden has his own song from the crowd and I don't know it sadly, but I'm definitely going to learn it now. Uh, I, I must have been just completely oblivious to the fact that he's got his own his own chant, which is incredible. Um, it's at this point where we see that beautiful sunrise shot over Wrexham. Stunning shot with the clouds. Man, I cannot wait to see one of those in person. I'm excited to come and see Wrexham for myself. And you get the terrible news that um, Arthur Davis was born sleeping and it's just a gut shot like you you kind of felt it was coming but man it was yeah it, it was emotional and it's amazing the strength that Kelsey shows being able to talk about it so openly and so honestly uh, she says that time's a healer and it does get e easier, but in that moment, it's extremely difficult. And of course, of course it is. Um, and then Jordan says that they were hesitant to release it onto social media and let people know. Um, but they clearly don't regret it because the 
outpouring of support from literally everyone. Um, it was incredible. It, it just shows that humans in general are really, really good. Um, it, you can get really cynical with a lot of the negativity online. You can get really cynical with all the things that go on in the world and all the horrible things you read about. But man, I've traveled this world and I can tell you from personal experience meeting thousands of people from around the world, every country, that people are generally trying to be good and trying to do good things and care. Um, and Jordan and Kelsey got a full dose of that with this episode. It's incredible. And they started a charity in Arthur's name that raised like north of 16,000 pounds, which is incredible. It's amazing. Um, and through this time, Jordan gets offered a three-year extension, which solidifies his spot in on the Wrexham roster. Sean Harvey says it was a massively important um, piece on and off the field for all parties involved. And I completely agree. It was necessary for everyone. And I love it when, you know, the right thing to do is the easy thing to do. That's that always feels really good because <laughs> that doesn't always happen. Um, and it happened this time and it was beautiful. And the whole episode is dedicated to Arthur Davis. Um, what an episode, y'all. Like this whole documentary series, it, it's so difficult to make a documentary series of this magnitude following this many people for this long of a time period. Like I'm sure that a lot of this was shot, um, like a lot of the behind the scenes stuff was shot over a shorter time period than what it appears like in the documentary. But the amount of work and effort and time that goes into this and the amount, the brilliance of the editors in the editing room, uh, it's, it's just such a good show. It's just such a good show. And yeah, I can't wait for season two to come out on September 12th. It's going to be fantastic. I'll start, you know, reviewing those as well. But we've got six episodes left of this first series review. Um, and during that time, we'll probably have two matches that I'll put out two new episodes on. So we've probably got eight, I don't know, eight episodes before, before the new season comes out. And... I believe I'm going to base this entire, I'm going to have different seasons of this podcast. So season one will be through the point where I finish reviewing season one, um, even though it includes a little bit of this year's, this season, like this year's matches in real life. And then season two of this podcast will end, will end one episode, maybe two after the actual football season ends and then I'll do some off season stuff, but that's the start of season three. So thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I really appreciate it. I love doing this. I love talking about Wrexham and I love talking about um, shows and movies, particularly welcome to Wrexham. So if you enjoyed it, please leave a rating, leave a review, share it with your friends. Um, Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I try to be really active on game days. I'm not as active during the week, 
Um, I, I just have so many dadgum things that I've got going on. So on game days, I'm pretty active and would love to interact more. I'm going to try to start doing the red hot takes as a live um, directly after the games. I do what are called red hot takes, red with a W. And uh, it's just a immediate reaction to, to how the match went. So yeah, if you enjoy that stuff, uh, Wrexham Texan, WXM Texan on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can email me for any feedback, director at PeacefulCProductions.com. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Up the town. And if you knock my soul oh, with all your strength, you're gonna find it. You're gonna find it.